0: Hi and welcome once again to What's the Damage, companion show to the incredibly well-known and popular real play D&D show, A Role for Damage. I know we're all feeling the pressure, but there's still time. There are still t-shirts, tank tops, and mugs available in our store and they might not get there before Christmas, but you can blame it on shipping delays. Just tell them you ordered it like three weeks ago. It's fine. They'll believe you. (laughs) Cool. Anyway, on Friday, our heroes started their new Lex assigned mission of doing just kind of whatever odd jobs needed doing around the city. Uh, investigating reports of a strange creature, the Shields of Twilight came across a very friendly and pleasant um, space jellyfish who was then tragically snatched from us just as soon as we were starting to get attached to them. Sad. Um, unfortunately, things did not get either better or more normal as the episode went on, as the shields uh, kind of moseyed on out to investigate that falling star that Baltaim saw a while back. It's come back, you know, check Chekhov's falling star. Um, there they were confronted with some gross babies and a very sinister but hot Malgoth. Um, And we'll be talking about all of that cool stuff right now, Uh, and then we'll be talking about some other stuff, uh, specifically the various adaptations D&D has gone over the years, things that aren't just the game, like movies and video games and stuff, we'll talk about that. Um, Yeah, in all of its good, bad, and kind of weird, usually, glory. As always, stick around after the stream for links and resources. I'm your host, Truth Benson, and this is Less the Damage. Welcome back. Um, Welcome to the show. We're here again for the last time before we take a couple weeks off. Joining me today is our favorite DM, Serenity, and our favorite bard slash player, Jake. How are you guys doing?
1: Ready for holidays, man.
0: Yeah. Ready for holidays.
1: I'm still working right now, but you know, that's just life.
0: Jake uh has like three weeks off and we're all very jealous of him teachers man teachers extremely jealous
2: god we have it so
0: easy right god so much vacation so much unpaid overtime (laughs) um (laughs) anyway so uh you guys made some new friends uh one who's sadly dead and the other one who's um senior manager at fancy hot topic what's the damage Oh jeez, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still salty about the flum. That's I, want, I wanted, I wanted to see that.
1: End. I am Hamza.
2: No, don't, don't. <laughs>
1: Hamza. Why did you let me die? I don't understand. I tried to I was so idea. kind to you all, and you threw rocks on my head.
2: Oh
1: gosh.
0: He was a fan favorite. <laughs> Fans are outraged.
2: <clears throat> it, was a,
1: it was unfortunate rolls and a choice made in
2: a, a very tight cavern. Uh, let's just say, once level 9 spells are on the table.
0: You're gonna resurrect
2: the plump? Wish spells are wish spells for a reason, damn it. <laughs>
1: It's the wish. I would love to see that be the wish, and then the loss I'd of like,
2: wish. You roll, you roll the, the one on the twenty, or whatever. Yeah. The D one hundred, yeah. I'd love
0: to see Oriana explain why she didn't resurrect Dobby.
2: Um, I mean that that would also be something that Oriana has planned on that. The problem with that is,
1: especially, you, you wouldn't be able to resurrect. You need a you need a body in order to resurrect. The ninth level wish doesn't even with oh, this. yeah. Yeah, because it, ninth level wish doesn't give you true resurrection. Like, you can wish for it, whether you actually get yeah. what you ask for. You have to
0: roll for it. Right, true, because true well, resurrection
1: yeah. is also a ninth level spell, so you can't use wish to yeah. do a true res. Mm-hmm. You could say, I wish to have Dobby returned, what that means. And It'd be get- risky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all I'm saying
0: yeah which is such a cool spell we never get to see it because like people don't usually get that high in campaigns well i think also it's
1: it's one of those things that like wish is kind of one of those things as a player you use more for our like true rp purposes Mm -hmm. versus um like actual utilization in battle or something like that like if you're going to use it in battle you're going to use it to uh to um Replicate an eighth mm-hmm. level or lower spe- spell for free, basically, yeah, right, yeah. with no components. Um, but if you're if you're like most most gamers are not going to power game and be like, oh, I wish the big bad imploded on himself and I wish to cast fireball at eighth level. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that with wish? You could probably do that with wish. You can,
2: yeah, you can. Yeah, you can, yeah. can cast any eighth level spell. That's free, it.
1: but well, but I say like most was. players are not going to like super meta mm-hmm. hardcore try to like like, spend seven days before the session, you know, the previous week, like, thinking up, OK, how am I going to phrase this so that it's, like, perfectly phrased so <laughs> oh, I get exactly I've, I've what I Oh, I've had that
2: player. I've had that player. They, they thank that god player? they didn't have access to Wish, but. Yeah. Anyway, um, poor
1: poor Flumph. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Flumph.
0: Yeah, we have gone off topic talking about Wish. Yeah. Um, OK, so it's a cool spell. Um, yes. Let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, before the Flumph incident, um, so, how does Oriana feel about herself and the party having been inducted into the Desert Rose?
2: Um, I don't think she really has an opinion on it, um, since she's kind of realized that their her first impression of it was, which was really just uh, Campion's gut instinct, I guess. <laughs> I don't even know. Like she. She thought he actually knew more about them when he was talking about them. So when he portrayed them as like, you know, no better than the thieves in the town, that's kind of what she thought. Again, something she needs to work on. Stop taking what people say at face value and, you know, figure it out yourself. Um, But joining them, she sees it as uh, more of just part of making up for things. She wants to be able to um, make right as best as she can from the whole killing a bunch of merchants in the middle of the street uh, incident. Uh, And she probably would have ended up trying to get the party to do all of the quests anyway, even if Lex hadn't said, hey, you guys need to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So
0: jumping off about that, does she feel like positively about um, what the party is currently doing, which is kind of just going through the job board in the
2: city i guess so um she's really it, it's kind of strange when you think about it because in terms of the whole session she now kind of hates being an adventurer after seeing what happened to the flump oh,
1: but uh, she's
2: really been enjoying being an adventurer and seeing the world mm-hmm. she's she's had a a lot of fun with this you know um aside from you know Cynric almost dying and dobby actually dying and the flump dying um, so she sees this more as a, a more of an opportunity of world experience life experience and especially especially since she's been talking to perry about you know what or, who oriana is as a person the whole book smarts versus world uh, wise and all that kind of stuff so she sees it as a chance for her to grow um not to say that she would have sought this out though she, you know, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been like, "Oh, how do I join you guys? You guys are cool." Just like, this is a chance for me to grow, and I like that I have this opportunity to do so.
0: Nice. Uh, do do do. Okay, so Serenity, can you tell us what the flumph plot was going
1: to be? Because I think we were all pretty sad not to see where that was going. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty simple. So I, I had told, I had like given them a hint, like a a long time back. I was like, guys, I. I came up with the cutest adventure for you all I was like this is so adorable and and my my one worry was that they were going to get out to the desert and they're going to see this thing floating and someone's just going to shoot first and ask questions later and it would just be over before it started like that was my one worry. I was like okay, they might just be like oh yeah like easy we can take this thing out but thankfully they were curious enough and they gave it a chance So I was like okay great um, yeah, the whole plot was, uh, they, they, so I had, like, a few, like, kind of, like, traps and skill challenges that they had to get through, uh, and then at the end there was, uh, a potential battle, um, where they could either, uh, surprise the enemy or it would just come upon them or whatever. Um, it wasn't, like, a too difficult, overly hard battle for the group, but it was more just, like, they had to make sure that they kept, uh, Hamza safe, um, for the battle because he's got, like, zero hit points, um, And, uh, and, and then just, uh, and then just win. And then, uh, Hamza would show them to their cloister, uh, and, uh, and they would get a bunch of gems and that was like their, their thing. And then, you know, they, everything would be happy and they could leave the, the, um, the mountain knowing that they saved this and whether that would turn out to be something later on or not, I'm not going to say, but like. That was the that was the whole sort of premise. It was more supposed to be fun. uh, Could potentially tie in later. Don't know. um, Dependent on what the group does. But like that was kind of the the whole point of the adventure. It was just supposed to be kind of like a side fun thing um, that they would do if they, you know, if it happened. Uh, Similar to like the goat showing up. Um, It was kind of like one of those things that I was like, okay, if they are randomly wandering in a certain part of town. This, this stuff will happen. It just ended up that they ended up having to take all the jobs, anyways. So I was like, oh, okay, well they're gonna come on this, come up on this adventure. But it was supposed to just be something fun. What I wasn't accounting for was rocks. Um, well, it was it was less that it was I I just it was a weird situation to uh to use that spell in, I guess. Like for me, like I wasn't expecting that, and so when that happened, it's quite a large blast uh unfortunately it's a small cavern and that area was already kind of precarious in itself and i had remembered that hamza had at when the initial floor had fallen out between the party uh hamza was floating and hamza had just stayed in the center kind of like look, looking down and being like oh boy you know like and then kind of like looking back and forth between the group trying to figure out like what they were doing and and they hadn't moved and so when that happened, I was like, okay, I have to roll for this. And the flumps don't actually have that bad decks. Um, they have like a plus two. I rolled, I think like a, I think I rolled a six or something like that. It was just like an unfortunate roll. Uh, and and then when I rolled the the damage, uh, it was eight, and the flump's health is seven, and so it instant knocked him unconscious. Uh, but that wasn't the worst of it. The Homs is floating and floating like 60, 60 or more feet above the ground. So when it hits, uh, free fall. And the 60, 66 of damage was way more than the health. Dad. Just burst into light.
0: Little we'll flunk back, back to where pictures. he came from. <laughs>
2: Gonna get abducted into the far realm at some point and there's going to be these flumps looking at us with tiny little daggers in their tentacles going like for him, yeah it's gonna be fun but, it's gonna be the
1: real big bad. that's what it was meant to be it was just meant to be fun there was no there was no real like super large plot around or anything like that it was supposed to be like a break from all of the like terrible terror of the campaign that's been going on because i like to try to break Break things up so that it doesn't just feel mm-hmm. like everything's doom and gloom, and they have to be rushing towards some end goal all the time. So sometimes it's yeah.
0: Um, which
1: triggered Oriana, unfortunately. <laughs> so it was
2: yeah, a little doom and gloom. Was, that was yeah. yeah, that was hard for her. Sad. She couldn't save Dobby. She couldn't save Hamza.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about Oriana's guild complex. Um, obviously. The death of Hamza, the everyone's favorite Flump, the best NPC, um, was came like on top of some other stuff because she did seem to react very strongly. Um, considering you'd only known this little alien a couple of hours. Was she like really serious about wanting to get all scarred up for this
2: jellyfish? She when Dobby died, it was the one time she was like, we can't keep taking these risks anymore. I'm going to try and save him. And she could not. She could not see him to cast Healing word on him to prevent uh, death saving throws. And that's been sticking with her for a while. Um, I'm sure Quinn has similar feelings about it too. Uh, hence the whole silent treatment for the following sessions and everything. Um, that would be a question for Chad, but uh, for Oriana, it was the first eye-opening moment was when Sinric died, um, and she had elected to not to save him because she's like, no, 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 we can kill these things and then ma- and then save him. We we're we're good enough at this to do that, and he we didn't. He ended up dying, and we barely got him back. Uh, so after that, she kind of is in the mindset, okay, no, I need to save people first, all the time. We can't take risks like this. Dobby died, even though she tried to save him. So seeing the Flump take the hit and falling, she wanted to make sure she did everything in her power to try and save him. If she could have, she would have reaction cast Healing Word to try and save him during the fall, but uh, that's not how it works, unfortunately. So she just did what she thought would be the best opportunity, which is get down there as quick as possible, get the rock off him, cast it, heal, or, uh, heal them. Uh, so when again she was too late it just brought up all those feelings of losing Dobby again. I'm Plus down. she had promised to help the Flump find his way home and that that's like the equivalent of breaking a promise to her is not being able to keep it.
0: It was, <laughs> it was very sad. It was very sad. poor little fun. So now never gets to use that voice again, which I think is even sadder. I'm um, gotta think of a different
2: one for other, other yeah. weird creatures. Man. I'm across a baby Warforge at some point. I don't know.
1: That's a hard voice to do, man. <laughs> I, I when I when I think of these voices, I just think, oh, this will be fun, and then I and then I get into it. and I'm like, I'm doing a lot more talking than I thought I would. This is not fun. It's fun.
0: Oh, Sorry. really? I always like doing voices that made me want to talk more. Oh, I more. like it! It's <laughs> just,
1: I'm always worried that I'm going to break it, and it's not going to sound right, and I have to, yeah. and especially if you're coming back to a character, like, coming back to Aiden every single time, I have to check my, like, half crap Australian that I do for him, <laughs> uh, which is pro- which is terrible. I know any Australian that will ever watch this will be like, you're, you're ruining our language, please. Oh, don't. we got fans in Australia. Sorry, Aussies. Um, <laughs>
2: But oh, yeah, I uh,
1: like, I have to remember that voice. And so it's always hard when I pick these, like, obscure, weird voices, <laughs> if I ever have to come back to these characters, because then I'm like, shit, how did I do this?
0: Like, uh, I remember it was weird, but I don't remember how weird. Okay, um, so continuing with Oriana, what about the little message that she got? Um, I'm going to paraphrase it, because I don't remember the exact quote, but my path is not given, it is walked, something like that.
2: Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Talk to me about Yeah, that. I'm actually curious. First of all, who are you talking to? Second of all, who do you think answered?
2: Hey. Um I'll be honest. Uh I thought Oriana was reaching out to Asmodeus. And my thought on that was that it was Ayune that responded, which would be interesting. Um she wrote that question specifically because that was a very low moment for her, and she was considering taking that deal if she could somehow find a way to fix the plump. Really? <laughs> again, again, Oriana is very impulsive. She's very, uh, she's not very rational when she's emotional. I guess is the best way to talk about it. Um, her, she's not very, she's not very wise. Uh, is, a, is a good way to talk about it. Um, she's very pragmatic when it comes to uh, a lot of things of do the most good, very utilitarian, do the most good and the least harm. Um, and in her mind at that point, if Aspidaeus were to come up and say, yes, I can bring the Fump back and get him safe, get them safely to their home, she'd take the deal. And that's why she wrote in the book. Um, because she wasn't sure who would respond, in a way. She kind of asked it to him. But if ayun responded, at least that also could have been something. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who actually responded. I want to think it's ayun because that sounds more like what Ayun would say, um, but that is also potentially what Asmodeus would say. So it's hard to it, it's hard it's hard to figure out who that is, and it could actually just be both of them. It could actually they're reading them. each other's mail. Yeah, it, it just you know, writing. They're the responding
1: same, the same in unison. How <laughs> how should we answer this? Oh, we'll answer it like this. No, so. they're actually they're
0: actually both CC on every prayer you
1: do. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and one of them decides like who's busier. Oh, this is my 99th email. Okay, this will make my quota for the day. Got to got to answer it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, um She's not really she's not really sure. Um she knows she's going to have to make a choice on that sooner or later. And I'm hoping things don't get so bad that she makes an impulsive decision before they get to uh uh, zuma i believe is like the next I, I think that's the next big city we we're planning on going to unless <laughs> we decide to go back to zarithamar for some reason um but she wants to do some research there she wants to look into a few things talk to a few people uh, maybe since they're going to see aaron there maybe talk to aaron uh when they deliver when they repay <laughs> that favor favor one of 25,000.
1: Just, just one to her. You still have three more to go for Lex after you're done.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, get out of debt someday or, or die trying, who knows?
0: Um,
2: die trying, most likely.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, with Asmodeus, that's a pretty big get. There you go. We'll see. We'll see. And, um... Awesome. Okay. So, um, you guys went back out into the desert looking for weird shit and you found some weird shit. Um, yeah, that was a lot of stuff. I did not, I did not appreciate the description of the gross babies and I did not appreciate looking at them either.
1: Um, That was, I'm so happy for that because like I worked so hard on that description and I was like, I need something that is like super visceral because
0: like, Mm
1: -hmm. I was like, this is vile.
0: Yeah. I don't like the way my skin feels. That's the feeling I wanted the
1: group to have and to know that that evoked that feeling in them. And I saw some of their faces just like (laughs) twisting. That's exactly what I want from this. So um, I'm glad that that hit a spark um yeah that was very
0: good I like that um is this gonna be a tough battle without any spoilers you'll have to tell me but because like we you left you on such yeah we left that on such a cliffhanger um we're not gonna be back potentially yeah it
1: can be it, it could be a, it could be a very serious battle yeah this is meant to be like a uh an important one um, mm-hmm. like that was a an important reveal uh as part of sort of what's going on um, and I think it could potentially, yeah, be, be. I mean, it's, it's always up to the players, uh, and how they handle things and like what they ultimately choose to do. Um, I mean, part of it also is on the dice, but I don't generally just set up, uh, like a, 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 battle that's like make or break on the dice. Like, oh, if the players don't roll really well, then it's all over for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally make battles where it's like, they just have to be smart and understand their strengths and their weaknesses and like the the playing field that they're on so um depending on how they handle things it could be quite serious yes exciting something yeah. I look forward to after new years um Did so
0: <laughs> so Jake do you have any theories about who this mysterious figure was because personally I don't actually I actually don't have a clue Even though I've seen a lot of the art
2: out of character i i think i have a couple of ideas uh, mm-hmm. i've been messaging serenity back and forth a bit on that um, share them for the world I don't...
1: yeah tell the fans yeah what uh, are your theories i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get
2: i but... i think it's a champion of the dune or at least somebody on the path to becoming that um in terms of like in-world mechanics, what that means, I have no idea. Uh, but I I definitely think it's somebody very close to Therisdune. Uh maybe even not necessarily, you know, of the Prime Material Plane. Maybe, an avatar of even... sorts? Potentially, yeah, potentially an avatar. Um, maybe maybe even some kind of like human turned demon or something. I don't know uh it it the specifics i'm not entirely sure on i just i have like that gut instinct that this is somebody like a champion like an avatar and orion definitely wanted to counterspell his teleport
0: (laughs) you wanted to fight him
2: him and the babies um i no orion i'm sorry then yeah I, Oriana did, or Oriana wanted to, to to make that guy pay for eating Dobby's soul. Uh, uh, <laughs> player was very glad that Serenity thought ahead was like, no, he's 120 feet away. <laughs> uh,
0: saved from your own character. Awesome. Okay. Um, so we actually do have an audience question today. Isn't that super exciting? Yay. Um, Festive Anonymous asks, what's the big winter holiday in this campaign's uh, universe setting? Um, slash, is there a chance of a holiday special?
1: Um, the big holiday. Well, there, uh, the group is actually, I believe we just, like just when they were go- going to Avonhurst, uh they were on the spring equinox festival Mm -hmm. uh so they're pretty far from like what would be considered like a, a winter or a christmas time um um there is a um there is a like at the end of the year as sort of everything there is like this um what they call a a sort of like, I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, but like a, a, I guess a renewal festival um, or a a renewal holiday uh, of uh, at the end of the year when everything transitions over from uh, from sort of uh, autumn to winter. Uh, And then winter starts to abate and go into spring again. Uh, There is this kind of like renewal cycle of the world sort of coming full cycle and renewing growth and starting a new and new life uh, being uh, brought forth. And so that would kind of be what like Christmas would be. I mean, if you think about like Christmas for us, like what is Christmas these days, right? Like originally it was a Christian holiday, but now it's just basically consumerism at its finest, right? And some pagan um, stuff. Like and, everyone, yeah. well, yeah, but the pagan holiday is not really like Christmas. I don't even know if it's celebrated on the same exact day. It, um, I think it's
0: on the solstice, which was the twenty first.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, like they're okay. they're on even they're they're not even on the same day. It's like Yule, you know, Yule. Yeah, yeah, but but all I'm saying is is I think um like the the what we create in like what we have in this world is very much like consumer focused. And like, obviously we have family and stuff like that, but it's all about like gift giving and stuff like that. Uh, in my world, it would be more about, um, um, like, uh, you would, um, offer sort of, uh, like gifts to nature, uh, and to, uh, to the world around you in thanks for what will be brought in the new year kind of thing versus giving one another gifts and like, you know, that kind of stuff. So it would be like family, um, you know, offering up a bounty of some of the crop that they had uh, managed to uh, get for that year on their farm or in their job or whatnot uh, and say their, their thanks to sort of the wildlife for uh, keeping the world healthy and strong and providing uh, food and shelter and things like that for them uh, to be able to Uh, continue on in their uh in their lives in a a happy healthy manner so that would be more what what my world would have in terms of holiday special not this year um i did the we did the halloween one uh you would be surprised on how much work it takes to create uh, an entire one shot and then run it and stream it properly and make sure that everyone's Set up and ready to go, and we have all the layouts and everything like that. And given that we're <laughs> like this tiny little stream that uh, only has so many people, and uh, and I'm the one who has to like run everything on my computer and make sure that everything's set up and it all doesn't fall apart, which it did on Halloween, anyways. My internet died, and we ended up just having to like put it up on YouTube, which made me sad. Um, not this year, but but I think probably next year, uh, instead of doing maybe something on Halloween, uh, I'll probably do something holidays it's also people's schedules too because we have to get mm-hmm. enough players that can do it and depending on how busy people are and when they can you know participate and stuff like that but i think uh, um i have a few fun ideas uh in the world that uh that would be their own little like one shot ideas and i think we could do a fun one for uh for christmas at that time so so not this year but but maybe next
2: plus maybe we'll be up in the uh, uh northern country by that point and uh it'll be more festive
1: oh that's true yeah who knows in the uh yeah. in the actual campaign and and by that time i mean who knows what time it'll be uh in campaign world but you'll probably be co- closer to winter time uh in the world whereas like right now you're closer to like summer summertime yeah. nice
0: something i look forward to so thank
1: soon. you for the question though appreciate it yeah
0: thank you anonymous we appreciate it probably jake
2: I, wasn't I,
1: don't I don't know. I don't think joking. it was worded like Jake would do. I'm just joking.
2: No, it'd be worded. No, there was
1: no question about What's how is great. Yeah, how, how would Oriana yeah. look in her festive uh, <laughs> outfit or whatever? <laughs> how would Oriana look in her
0: festive outfit? Can she fit like a little Santa hat over the horns? Uh,
2: I imagine she would just cut out holes in the hat for the horns.
1: I imagine her wearing like a Rockette dress.
2: Oh uh, yeah. With, like, the big skirt.
1: that'd Yeah, sense. yeah.
2: Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I hadn't, I, I honestly haven't thought about. Uh, Sorry, you have a whole year for... to
1: cosplay for <laughs> well, it. That's not true. Yeah.
2: That, that's not true. I have been thinking about uh, an, an outfit for her. Uh, I'll cosplay as my, I'll cosplay
1: out. as my latest NPC, the goth makeup. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's the
0: costume? Tell
2: us. Uh, it'll be her, uh, a trilling costume it'll be a little bit more formal, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more militaristic kind of in design, but not necessarily in color. Um, yeah, I, I actually already been looking for like stuff on Amazon and things to like start
0: building that. Classy. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to see that eventually, I yeah. suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, we're going to move on to our topic for today, which is uh D D adaptations. Obviously um Dungeons and Dragons is primarily a uh role playing game as I think we're all familiar are we all familiar with that? We all I familiar with I the don't basis? know what this is. I I, I,
2: I, yeah, role playing like, game
0: what is it? this yeah. thing? Okay, okay, let me introduce you guys. So you roll dice and you do math and improv and why that's would you the do game. that? Though? I don't know. It's only so really only really big nerds
1: do it. Um <sighs> God. That's not man, like totally who, a jock, guys. <laughs> yeah. who, who does who does for fun? Stuff. I play the sports ball, guys. I guess the sports ball. Anyway, so I actually, was a I jock was... in high school. Really, what did you play? Ah, uh, volleyball, baseball, uh, basketball, uh, soccer.
0: I can see you doing do oh, volleyball, yeah.
1: but I was also a really big nerd, so I was like, yeah.
0: hey, you can multi-class Diversify. in real life. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so obviously. Mostly a game, but also it's been adapted like more than I had originally thought because I was like doing a little bit of research for this episode. I was like, how many adaptations are there? There are a lot. There are actually quite a few. There was an anime TV show. There was a series of uh, bad movies. There have been actually a billion, billion, billion billion games. Um, Baldur's Gate recently, um, and then we have another D&D movie planned for sometime in the future for which Chris Pine has just been cast as oh, yeah. something, prob- hopefully a bard, I'm pro-bard. Um, yeah, so how familiar is everybody with like the various adaptations of D&D? It's a long list. <laughs>
2: uh very minimal exposure uh to adaptations and things like that. Uh mm-hmm. I've seen shows loosely based on it, not necessarily an adaptation, but have like taken the mechanic or the idea of D&D and kind of adapted it. Um the closest yeah. thing uh, well I would not like the genre, like the the idea of like the fighter, the rogue and the wizard and all that. Um it predates D&D, but yeah, it might, it's really more it fantasy. Might, yeah. yeah. It, uh, I, th- I would think like Lord the of the Rings closest... was kind of like that. Yeah. Well, so
0: much of D D is based on Lord of the Rings and like fairy tales. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I think probably the only adaptation I'm super familiar with, if you would count it as an adaptation, would be Stranger Things, uh, which I do because D D plays like a pretty significant part of that movie, considering they relate everything back to it. Oh,
0: that's true. It's definitely, it's definitely a plot point, but make the argument for it being an actual adaptation instead of just a theme. I mean, the kids throughout all of season one
2: basically treat themselves like a and party. In season two, they consider adding uh, Max to the party and they're like, "But she, well, you can't be all these because our party already has all these. I'll be your speedster, creates a new class. <laughs> <laughs> um, monk? I mean, she probably would be, honestly. She'd be the party's mm-hmm. monk.
1: I mean uh, to be fair they actually made a and d um, uh, adventure based on yeah, I uh, saw that. stranger things the oh, hunt they did? for the thessal hydra yeah Oh I'll
2: have it's to literally go you can that.
1: buy it on D&D Beyond
2: No oh, I should I should get that um, <laughs> so if anything yeah. D&D has
1: adapted stranger things
2: <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
0: like uh, media like is an oracle of always going the... its sound tale
2: The only other adaptation I'm vaguely familiar with was the uh, Jeremy Irons movie. And I only saw like a couple of reviews of that because I didn't know it existed. And I watch a lot of movie review channels and they did uh, a review of it at some point. And all I remember was him going, "Ah, like somebody in the movie. That was
1: pretty Um, great. I am super familiar with all of the stuff, but not like not all of it. Uh, The movie Mm -hmm. I remember... I remember a couple of movies, but I was really young uh, when, like, some of them came out, so... And I definitely have not rewatched them. They are not, like, on my top, you know, 40 list of movies. <laughs> they're not good. Um, <laughs> what was... Um, Sorry, keep going. I, I've not watched the... I think I watched the animated series, like, once... Or, it was, like, like the, the amount of watching the animated series was the same amount I watched, like, the Link, the Zelda animated series. Like, that series was right. terrible, too. You know, like... Yeah. Um, but, like I think they're kind I've, of, like their sister series. That's what I mean. You feeling. know, like I watched yeah. them, but I don't think like I don't remember a ton of it. Uh, a huge gamer. So like and they're the gaming adaptations have been amazing. I mean, uh, Forgotten Realms became what it is from like Neverwinter Nights and uh, uh, Icewind Dale uh, was actually a game. Uh, Neverwinter Nights 2, Baldur's Gate 1, 2 mm-hmm. and 3 now. Um, there's a ton of other games. And then there's a lot of games that have pulled in the mechanics of D&D into their actual game engine. So if you think of like uh, Elder Scrolls, um, uh, Dragon Age actually uses like a dice system behind the scenes to deal out your damage and things like that. Uh, there are like a ton, even like Fallout uh, uses kind of a similar mechanic on the back end. So I think there's even a the Knights of the of Old games. Republic
2: games did that yep, too, Knights the Old I?
1: Republic uses a D20 system. Um, yeah. It's not quite D&D. Like that's why Star Wars has actually its own uh, system. Um, but but yes, sim- very, very, very similar. Um, so there are a lot of RPG games that are based on uh, d and um, But I would say like the ones that are in the core world are like the Neverwinter Nights, the Forgotten Realms, Baldur's Gate games. And then of course, there's like the whole um, Forgotten Realms uh, books with like, uh, what's his face, Dr Ordon or whatever. Um, there, there's like a huge set of novels that uh, one of my friends actually has read like a whole bunch of them. I never really got into them. And then there's also Dragon Lance, which is also based on a D&D setting. So there's a lot out there um, that have the whole ecosystem. Of, like, yeah, D&D,
2: Um I've played a and few if, of them. If you those consider games. other
1: RPGs, there's like a ton of other RPG settings that have also been made into various adaptations and video games like Vampire, The Masquerade, and things
0: like that. So. I mean, that's a different system though.
1: It is. But I'm just saying there are. RPGs in general have often been adapted into various other forms of media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never played the
2: Vampire
1: games.
2: What did you say, Jake? You were saying something. Well, oh, I've i played a few of those games too. Never like completed them or anything. I usually pick them up and then like, like I bought the original Baldur's Gate a month ago or so, and I've been like going through it very casually, but I haven't gotten like anywhere. It's like an eighty-hour it, game. It's it well. <laughs> And and the the combat is not necessarily wonky because it's mostly just point and click, but it's also I think it's also based on like second edition D and D, so it's also like the really super complex D and D. So it's just like I don't know what I'm doing. I've <laughs> memorized my wizard only has one spell and they can only cast it one time. But wait, what what's the point of that? And you know it it it's it's real wonky and it's something I'm I'm probably gonna have to like sit down at some point and just play over like the summer because I'll never find the time during <laughs> during the school year to actually get invested fully into the game yeah
0: so have you guys both played any of the Baldur's Gates because I have to admit I had not heard of them before Twitter got really horny over that
1: one vampire elf who's in the new one I don't know anything about them vampire the vampire Elves, I think. Oh, okay. Um, no, yeah, they they were big back in the day when they first came out. It's just they um I think they've become more because ma- back when they first came out, they were PC only. Um, and so and PC gamers were like a very like niche set of gamers. Like it used to be like you either owned a PC and like that was your gaming system, or you owned a console. And so it was like never the twain shall meet kind of thing. So you you weren't really a console gamer and a PC gamer uh, together. And so the people who knew the PC versions of these games um, were really into them and were like a hardcore set of fans. Uh, And now like Neverwinter Nights was just re-released with Icewind Dale and Baldur's Gate uh, 1 and 2 on like Switch by that company, Hmm. I can't remember remember their their name. But like that's opening these games up to a whole world of new people new people. Also, D itself uh has become a much more widely known like system now because there's like all these streams and all this media that's talking about it and it's becoming uh more widely uh played and, and consumed by uh people across the world. And so uh these old games that were actually like I think Baldur's Gate when it came out got like a like a nine out of ten review. Like it was really, really well done. Um, it was just just not wide, super widely played um, are now getting recycled to the wider world and people are falling in love with uh, the lore behind all of this this stuff so um, so yes, I did play them but um, I you know, it, it was a long time ago I can't remember when Baldur's Gate 1 came out
2: I've wanted to play an, like an online D&D game for the longest time, and I found uh, Dungeons and Dragons online uh, like a year or two ago. I want to say mm-hmm. it's like free to play on Steam, um, and that was probably the closest I've gotten to having that sort of itch scratched. But even then, it's one of those games where if you're it, it since it's basically an MMO. If you don't have, like, four friends to play with, it's just this boring, like, okay, well, I go through this area. Okay, I click this thing. Okay, I go through this area. Okay, I click this. You know, it's like, if I had a group of friends to play that game with, I'd probably have sunk, like, hundreds of hours into it by now. But it's one of those things where it's like, I got past the opening area, and I'm like, this is really boring without other people to play with.
0: Online, can't you find online people to play? Is that how that
1: works?
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's an older MMO, so there's like five people on a server at any given time, and normally they're all just, you know, doing their own they're thing. They're
1: all wowing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wowing.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still refuse to get into WoW. Yeah, I don't. Even though that would probably scratch the itch, I refuse to get into it because that's just a rabbit hole of never ending
0: <laughs> that I don't want to fall in. I don't like MMOs. So, to I don't be either. Honest. I can't. I, I don't like I, them. I,
2: the genre itself, I'm not really a fan of. What I like about MMOs is being able to get your friends together and all play the game together, and just that's having what board
0: fun. games are for
1: that's what yeah, board That's games why are I for play D and D. Again, again, just, like, this is
0: my it's my limit for MMOs. I'll do D and i I don't want to talk to strangers online. That sounds terrible.
1: I
2: just I like the idea of D and D, but it's actually a computer game, so nobody has to be the DM. The DM is the game, you know. I get it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I understand MMOs. I just, I can't get into them.
2: Yeah. I think I played the original Guild Wars back in the day when it first came out, and I liked it enough. Like, it was a, it it, it had a story to it to follow and everything, but once I got towards the, like, end game, I remember just putting it down and just being like, well, what's the point? There's nothing new to learn.
0: Neat. Um, Okay, so... The D and D video games are apparently pretty good, even though I haven't personally played any of them. I know the movie was That's bad. Me. I know the TV show is bad. So I kind of want to talk for a second about like, what do you think the difficulties of adapting Dungeons and Dragons into a different um, into a different media are? Because like Dungeons and Dragons is a very specific vibe, and like it's so loose. It seems kind of, it seems difficult to me to like adapt that into like a straight plot. I
2: think the difficulty comes, and having not really seen the movie or the, the TV shows, I think the difficulty comes that people who are probably given that project probably weren't, like, it wasn't a passion project for them. D, a D&D movie or TV show to me would have to be, like, the director's passion project. Otherwise, I don't think it's somebody who necessarily again, n- not seeing the movies or TV shows. I don't think the people who worked on that necessarily <laughs> were the biggest fans of Damp;D. I think they're like, oh hey, here's a gig. I, um,
1: I think I think the, the biggest issue, and this is with any adaptation um, is like I remember the d and movie. it like, had nothing to do with any d and <laughs> Like lore I think it had like a couple of monsters or whatever, that come out of the Monster Manual.
2: There was a dungeon like, and there was a dragon.
1: <laughs> and there are there were, like, the typical, the like, rogue. I think there was a rogue. I think there was, like, uh, a wizard. Um, but it's just, like, those things came from traditional fantasy. Like, if you're just going to use those things, just make a fantasy movie. Don't label Dungeons and Dragons on it. Like, just make a fantasy movie add in a few fantastical beasts, have like them going on some quest, have some end, you know, evil thing that they have to defeat and have them be heroes at the end of it. But like, that's not Dungeons and Dragons. And this is the same thing that happens to video games. They slap a name on it and they put in a couple of things that have to do with the game. And they're like, yeah, this is like resident evil. And it's like, no, that isn't. That's, that has nothing to do with resident evil. What are you doing? You've just ruined the entire lore. So The thing that the games do, amazingly, is they actually go into the lore of what Forgotten Realms is. They dig deep into, like, the history. You can learn about the world and the people and everything that you learn when you read one of the DM, like, you know, you read the DMG or when you read Mordenkainen's or when you read one of the, like, Icewind Dale's, uh, you know, uh, adventure uh, manual and start learning about, you know, Ten Towns and things like that. Um, and so you're getting really, really deep into what this world is and it feels like you're playing in a game of d and And also like there's the mechanics of the games as well that allow you to make choices and those choices mm-hmm. will affect like you may not see that choice, but it'll ripple out and a, and a quest that you do, you know, 10 hours from now actually has to do with whether you sided with that person or whether you went against them. Um, but I think the problem with movies is they don't go against the lore. They just choose to slap a label on it and they take a few major concepts and they're like, okay, this is Dungeons and Dragons or this is X game. And it's like, well, no, it's, it's not. So I think if they really want to make, like, if this new movie is coming out, I would hope that they set it in Forgotten Realms in Baldur's Gate or in, you know, um, Water Deep or something like that and have it be between uh, you know, Xanathar's faction and uh, Jarlaxle's or something you know, like have it in that core deep lore of what d d is and then you can call it d d rather than just some generic fantasy 101 movie,
2: you know I just thought of a D&D adaptation that we haven't talked about yet that oh. was okay uh, uh, um, onward Onward, the, the Disney movie. The movie isn't that Pixar. Yeah. But I, I don't. I, I did I think watch Disney. it. I, I did watch it. That's not D
0: and think that's just fantasy. Vaguely,
2: it? It's vaguely, D&D. There, it's D D. There, there is a, there is and equivalent in the world, which is the history of their world. They have a gelatinous cube.
0: Okay, that makes it, that maybe <laughs> makes it d and because I'm not sure if there's any other uh, property that has gelatinus
2: cubes in it. It's just similar enough to like the actual lore of D&D that I would consider it. It's, it's, d, imagine D&D, but all of the creatures, all the elves and trolls and gnomes got tired of using magic and just started using technology.
0: Do you think Bright was a D&D adaptation?
1: Oh, was that the one that was the one with will smith right that was the bad one yeah i was really <laughs> i mean they're all bad ones what are we talking uh, about um, wasn't it wasn't
2: actually an no, easy and adaptation no, that was, was like a modern a modern urban fantasy that, yeah. that one that one was a modern ur- urban fantasy to me and the difference in it is that it wasn't tied to anything D ish or mm-hmm. anything that's supposed to be an equivalent to D. it was just what if orcs and elves existed in the world um like that's they to me, sh- like
1: you using orcs and elves does not make you D and D. Like orcs came yeah. long before D D was ever created. Like yeah. this, this was and a elves thing. are that, so old. That's what I mean. I'm you know, like these elves. were in like 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 fantasy novels long before all this. is That's why to me, it's like.
2: Just- I think if I think if they had tried to like base it off of D and D lore, and doing what they did with it, that probably would have been a better movie. I think that's not the
0: issue. What it
2: felt what it felt yeah, like that was... is that we got we got a movie that was almost like a sequel to something. We got a lot of world building, but it wasn't on like any kind of structure. It was just okay, like okay. here here's the world. Okay, well couldn't we have just gotten a whole movie about the world, maybe? Instead of this here's the world, Bloody we're kinda costing. rushing through it. Here's the here's the here's the pillars we built up, but you know, there's no actual foundation to this. Yeah, I do have to
0: say we do have to get back on topic, but I do have to say Bright disappointed me so much because I, I saw I saw the trailer like way back before it came out on Netflix and I was like urban fantasy this looks like it fucks I am so excited for this yeah. movie because I was excited for that world building that you were talking it, about Jake and it they had a lot of did, they wasted it they wasted yeah. it it was like ready player one completely wasted world building yeah. um getting controversial right but it One sucks um
1: never seen it. anyway so. don't it's like watch ready player it. two out now isn't there like the <laughs> don't novel.
0: watch it i yeah i watched that's it, it terrible funny. um anyway yeah so do you guys think that like D the system is just better suited for video game adaptations just because that's another kind of interactive
1: media yes i think yes yes yeah. Yeah. i think that um like D&D itself is uh, is a system based on choice and, and interaction. And it's not something that can be told in like a two hour sit down. Like a single session of D&D takes like three to four hours. It's like mm-hmm. one session alone. And in that single session you are in a tavern the whole time, like, you know, like, or like you, you get through like two, don't two little pieces of, of, of lore or plot or whatever. Uh, you know, like there's so much, which, which is why like most of these games that have been made are literally like 80 to a hundred hour games because there's just so much behind them. And, and if you don't take the time with them, like you're, you're just not So I don't, again, I don't see how they would make a movie about D and D or something D and D without just literally taking like a city or a plot and then just like condensing it into some, some piece of information that they want to say about like forgotten realms or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, whatever piece of lore that they want to do. I'm hoping my hope is that they do uh they do like a movie and like we get to see like a cgi eyed like beholder. Like that's my my hope. Maybe Xanathar and his and his fish. I would, yeah. I would I would I would pay to see that movie. But it has to be like something good and and like you know Xanathar has to be nuanced because he is. Um but that's you know like I, yeah I, I think I don't think it suits itself to a um a movie. Uh, a, a series, maybe, like The Witcher. Like, The Witcher was adapted mm-hmm. very, very well to a um, to a show. Uh, so I think potentially you could do it that way. Uh, but again, you'd have to have, like, a story and a piece of lore that you really want to hone in on uh, and focus on. Yeah.
0: And the one thing that... Um... Gets me. I'm not sure how you would uh, capture this in, in an adaptation that wasn't a video game like a TV show or a movie probably a TV show I mean I think it's more suited for long form but just the spontaneity of D&D because I feel like so much of what happens in D&D is the weird shit that your players decide to do and you don't expect and like how the how the plot needs to shift to kind of like
1: to that yeah.
0: Accom- accommodate for it
2: that yeah adapt to it i think i thought of the one way you could get the dnd movie to work tell me it's actually just D. it's people playing D and when they're playing the game it like cuts into the fantasy like reality where they're all dressed up in their their as their characters and stuff like that right so like
0: that one community episode
2: but... like that one community episode in a way yeah but it, it's, so you have like, you know, parts of the movie that are like the real life friendships and things like that. And things happen in the game that, you know, affect the friendships in real life. And you get that kind of like drama element out of it. So it's kind of like a drama meets action fantasy kind of movie. That'd be where interesting. Where the action fantasy right. is right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you can do the story. But I think you can do the spontaneity if you're like a good comedic mm. writer. Um, because like a lot, like most of the spontaneous, Weird stuff happens, like from a comedic moment, or from a player just being like, "I really want to try this thing
2: that's mm-hmm. like so
1: out there." Uh, I think,
2: yeah, have, I think you have can. Have you guys get seen Harmon Quest?
1: No. Yes,
2: a bit like of that, it. like that, but of. But that's a real campaign, though. That's a real campaign, but that's exactly what you could do with this. Mm-hmm. Like, you would write out a campaign story. Obviously, it would be scripted. What the player, what the players are doing. But then you could also show like the action fantasy part, which is them mm-hmm. playing the game together. And then how are you gonna you know, do that in like you're...
1: two hours or two and a half hours? Like again, how, what I mean... plot in D and D are you gonna get through in two well, and a half the, hours? Well, that's
2: the thing. Yeah. You could customize the plot to fit that kind of schedule. Either that, like, or you'd, you'd have from... to,
1: if you're doing it with the players, you'd have to have it like this is actually taking place over the course of months, and you'd have to like intercut. Where their, where their players were going.
2: And, like, you, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. Like, that. like the, the, I, what I have in you my want head to see some there's... ultimate
1: growth in the characters. Yeah. yeah. And you can't get that in one session.
2: No, no, no. And in my head, this movie would be less focused on the real world playing and more of like how the game affects yeah, yeah, the friendships I in real life I think that's and an how interesting... that helps them grow. I think, I, think it's, I think that'd be an
1: interesting, not movie, but show. It like, would be think, a great show too. I think yeah. it would. I think it would work as a show, like a drama, drama d. I mean, action show or whatever you want to call it.
2: In my opinion, there are a lot of movies that would do better as a show anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just because you get more time to. Well, do
1: Well, isn't that, that what they're right. doing now? Like all these are all shows yeah. that they're all like adapting everything we have, into like, like miniseries.
2: Like Ma- and shows yeah, like now. Mandalorian. Mandalorian's yeah. just a Star Wars movie that they decided to chop up into a bunch of you know half I feel hour. Like
0: Mandalorian has, has
2: a different, different vibe from other Star
0: Wars movies. I think because we're getting way off topic.
1: <laughs> so off topic, we're talking about sci-fi now. Okay. um <laughs> Sorry, guys, so, you're getting an episode of us just shooting the shit with each other. We're not. We're it's not almost
0: actually... the holidays. Yeah. I'm sorry. Whatever. You, this is what you came for. You're here for our personalities, obviously, not whatever weird D D opinions we have. Anyway. Um. So, do you guys have like, um, any hopes or wants for the new D&D, D and D D D movie? Which I think is going to come out in 22. We don't really know anything about it, but like D&D no, it's gonna is be bad, definitely. It's gonna be bad. I feel like okay, okay I, just I have like a glimmer, good. I have a glimmer of hope because like D&D is in such a renaissance right now. There are probably people who actually play D&D like on the writing and production crew. Uh, I
2: I will say this: if the actors, the director, the screenwriter, if all of them are not running a campaign together before <laughs> going into this movie, then it's not going to be a good movie.
1: They don't have time. I I get. (laughs) Again, I just. I
2: I don't. Even even if it's it's just Curse of Strahd, and they just you know run Curse of Strahd or or a module real quick or something. I I
1: don't think that I don't think it's going to be good. Like I I think it's again, it's just going to be it's going to be like every other friggin adaptation of every other medium that was put into movie form. It's going to be. Dungeons and Dragons slapped <laughs> on the title and it's just going to be generic fantasy and they're going to try to use elements of D&D and it's just going to like fall flat yeah. or it'll be a good movie but it'll it'll be just a good but fantasy. and yeah movie. yeah it'll be a good okay. fantasy movie like, like i just don't like again unless they it's do fine. something in the world lore of D&D which is like right now the, the 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 main world is Forgotten Realms uh if they if they do something in Faerûn then maybe, uh, but I am not getting my hopes up. Every time I've ever got my hopes up about any video game or like other media, movie, nerd movie, I've just been so <laughs> sorely disappointed. I just my heart cannot take it anymore.
2: Yeah, same same here. I'm not i I'm, I'm not gonna hype myself up for it. I'm not gonna you know follow all of the people attached to it that get announced mm-hmm. on Twitter or something like that. Uh, if it comes out and it's getting good reviews, I'll probably go see it. Uh, but all I have in terms of hopes for it is just that it's a good movie.
0: I feel like I'll watch it. You know, well, I will watch
1: it. it I will
2: yeah, watch the fuck out watch it.
0: And then and then, <laughs> depending, watch it, and to depending be clear. I will
1: make a bunch of memes.
0: <laughs> watch out for those memes coming in 2020. Um, cool beans. And that's all of our time for tonight. Thank you guys for joining us for this um, last what's the damage before our break we'll be back in two weeks
1: three weeks? three weeks three weeks
0: yeah. three weeks we'll be back in three weeks um with more opinions and more nerdy D shit i hope everyone has a happy and safe holidays um please stay inside don't gather in large groups you know if you really want to just stay inside look at your have a large zoom have a large Zoom. I have a big Zoom call. Go, that go through what I'm It's really I annoying because nobody's um because everybody's getting like super robotic because it's really making your computer work. It's that bad. will be your that will be your Christmas uh memory for this year. <laughs> mm. Um yeah, that's my outro. Good night. Have have a good holidays. Happy holiday, guys. Yeah.
1: Happy New Happy Year. Holidays, everybody. Happy Let's New relax
0: year. a little bit in the middle yeah. of this weird time. See y'all later. Have a good night. Bye. Night, everybody.